It's the Achieve My Wellness podcast with Dr. Evan and Dr. Jared from Achieve Wellness, not only chiropractic, but also we're talking about metabolism. How is it that your body works? Because they're looking at the big picture and you guys have the five essentials that you abide by and we're learning so much. Thanks for coming in, you guys. Thanks for having us, Chelsea. It's a great day to just continue our metabolism podcast. And so this is part three. So if people haven't uh, listened to part one or part two, I encourage them before they go on with this podcast, go back, listen to part one, listen to part two, make sure you understand what we're talking about as we come in today. And so everything is going to kind of, we're going to kind of wind everything together today, put everything together so we can paint a beautiful picture about how people can actually go forward from here in January, ultimately the rest of their um, rest of their of the rest of their year. So it's gonna be great. It'll be a good day today. So yeah, if you've been following along with us, we've been talking about the number one most common New Year's resolution that people make, which is I want to lose the weight. Gotta but, lose the weight. But at the same time, our stats in our country are not lining up with that goal because we're getting dangerously close to 50% of our population being obese right Half now. Half of our population. That it, is amazing. Isn't That's crazy. That kind of scary. It is it's scary. It's absolutely scary because we know all of the health detriments that being obese has for people whether it's increased heart diseases or heart attacks, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes. All of these lifestyle oriented diseases are drastically increases in our culture. Not only is it costing people more money and less time and with their loved ones and less years on, on their life, but it's costing all of us in our culture, in our country, great agony as, as well as just the financial burden as well. So let's talk today about just moving on with how can we get motivated? Because we've, we've, we've laid out the problem. Yep. We've talked about solutions, whether it's toxins, whether it's food that you're eating, whether it is exercise or just making changes in people's lifestyle. But it all comes down to people being motivated to want to change. Right. So many excuses. There's so many excuses, which we talked about on our last podcast as well. But really what it comes down to it is are people motivated enough to make the changes in their life? Okay. Uh, I might butcher this one a little bit, but it was laid out to me one time when someone says, when the pain of staying where you are is worse than the pain of changing, that's when you actually have to make the decision. Mm. So that is when you actually will find the right motivation to do that. And when we talk about motivation in our office, we talk about what's your big why? Because if you're if your motivation to lose weight is just to look good in a swimsuit in the summertime, <laughs> that's not a good enough motivation. No. And vast majority of us <laughs> are going to fall off of that and not be motivated enough to keep that going throughout the rest of uh, not only the year, but for the rest of our lives. And so we have to figure out what is our big why. And when we talk about what does your big why mean, it is something that is going to actually move you, move your spirit inside when you think about it. And so when I like to talk with our patients about finding their big why, I talk with them more about less about themselves and more about what's your future going to look like. Okay. Do you want to be there to walk your kids down the aisle for their wedding? Do you want to be able to play on the floor with your grandkids? Do you want to be able to travel with your wife in your later years after retirement? Do you want to be able to make a big impact in your community and in this world later on in life? And what do you want to be remembered for? Because so many of us have great memories of being with our grandparents when we're younger. Yes. But then as we age and we see our grandparents lose their health, 
We see them lose their memories because Alzheimer's is at such a sky-high rate right now. We see them being laid up in a hospital bed, not able to move, not able to talk, not able to feed themselves. And we have to ask ourselves, is that the last memories we want our children and our grandchildren to have of us? The decisions we make right now for our health and the choices we make for the food that put goes in our body, the drinks that go in our body, the stuff we put on our skin, all of these decisions that we make on a daily basis is going to add up to what those years later on in life are going to look like. I think that's so important that uh, people understand what their why is because life gets hard, right? And yeah. decisions and days get hard. And so the things that are going to push you through those days is really focusing on your big why. And not only having a big why, but ultimately having a vision for your life, right? Having a vision not only for your life, maybe your family, maybe your business or whatever you're involved in, you have to cast that vision. Proverbs uh, 29, 18 states that when there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. And so what this is saying is that in order for you to reach your dreams, to accomplish the goals, to fulfill your purpose, you have to first have a vision. Right. And again, you have to create that vision. It gives you direction. It's like a roadmap of where you're going to go. I mean, if you were going to go from Minnesota to New York and you're just going to drive, well, yeah, you could drive there and probably like, I'm just going to head east and we're just going to get there. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, it might take you 10 times longer to get to New York if you don't have a map. Exactly. Right? And so yeah. we have to create that map. And that's the importance of having that vision. The problem that most people have is yet and why they get stuck in the in the kind of the the tasks, the daily grind of work, and they come home, they uh, they go through the weekend, and they just rinse and repeat, right? That's what they're doing. They're just yep. okay. I wake up in the morning, I do my shower, I drink my coffee, I drive to work, same way, same direction, maybe same music, same whatever. I sit at work for eight, ten hours a day. I go home, I eat, I sit on the couch, I go to bed. Next day, rinse, repeat, right? So this is kind of where people are going, and ultimately why they get stuck kind of where they're at. And so you have to create almost like a pattern interrupt or create a new vision and a new path uh, for your life. And so these are the things that we want to look back at and go, and not only a vision for just today or maybe even the next six months or year, but what does it look like? Like Dr. Evan was just saying, like, what do you want to be when you're 80, 90 years old? So what is your vision from five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 20, 50, 60, whatever it is, your age, cast that vision for your life and for your family so that you ultimately have something to chase after and something that keeps you in that line, right? Now, success in our lives is not linear, right? It's going to be all over the place. It is but if we down. have this vision, we can always come back to that center line that's keeping us and pushing us forward towards that vision. So write down not only your big why about why you want to make that uh, that change in your life, but ultimately write down your vision for immediate change. What's your vision look like five or 10 years from now? Or what is your family and your legacy that you want to leave behind? So very important to write those things down. If you don't write them down, they're not real. And there's many different researches that and, and studies that show that, yes, we can think about things or yes, we can cast a vision in our brain. But until we write it on paper, it doesn't become real. Post it in places that you can see it. Post it at your uh, your bathroom mirror. Post it in a cupboard that you're constantly opening up in your in your kitchen. Post it on your rear view mirror in your car or whatever it is. Just make sure that you're looking at it, you're reviewing it, and you're looking at these things on a daily basis. Very good. So if we really want to be have success in changing our lifestyle, we have to set goals because success always starts with a goal. Okay. And when we talk about goal setting, especially at the beginning of the year in January, we have to make SMART goals. And that's an acronym yep. because SMART uh, means specific, measurable, attainable, 
relevant and time bound. So when we go through this, when we make specific goals, we have to understand what is it that we're trying to achieve. When it comes to weight loss, we can't just say, oh, I want to lose a bunch of weight by the end of the year. We have to say, okay, well, how much are we going to lose? Or if you want just to, if you're at a healthy weight, but you want to just eat healthier, you need to set a specific goal of, okay, my goal is to eat healthier by incorporating more vegetables or fruit in my daily diet. Okay. That's a specific goal we need to follow. But now is that measurable? Can you actually measure your goal that you're, uh, that you're setting? Like if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, well, how are you going to measure that? Because if you're just going by the weight on a scale, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the weights on scales tend to lie to us a little bit because when people first start losing weight, they'll start to lose fat and gain muscle when they're exercising. Well, muscle weighs more than fat. It okay? does. And it so does. if you step on a scale and you realize that, oh, I've only lost two pounds, you're going to get frustrated. But you can also measure how much is your body fat decreased? How mm-hmm. much are your pants fitting better? How much are your clothes fitting better? How much energy are you having? When you have measurable things, when it comes to food, okay, there's food tracker apps out there that you can track everything that you're eating and say, oh, yeah, I guess I haven't reached my goal for eating fruits and vegetables today. So make sure that your goal is measurable. Make sure that it's actually attainable. Okay? All right. So is this something <laughs> that can act, Let's be realistic. Okay? Absolutely. So is this something that can actually be attainable? Because if you say, you know, I want to lose 100 pounds, well, you might be able to lose 100 pounds in a year. But you can't say I'm going to lose 100 pounds in the next month. Okay, that's just not attainable. So we want to make sure that we are actually making attainable goals. Is this relevant? Is this actually going to move you towards your daily vision? Like what Dr. Jared was just talking about. Is the goal that you have relevant to your vision for what you want your life to be? So make sure that you're not just making some crazy goal that doesn't really have any relevance to your life. And is your goal timely? You need to make sure that you set a timeline for this, whether it's a weekly goal, a monthly goal, a quarterly goal, or a yearly goal. You should always, every single one of your goals, you should set a time-bound situation to it because if you don't set a time to it, it's not going to get done. It just keeps getting pushed off. Exactly. So make sure that every single one of your goals are have a timestamp to them. So again, those are SMART goals. SMART, S-M-A-R-T, specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Yeah. Now we're starting to get in obviously to the the nitty gritty of how to make personal change and lifestyle changes in your diet. So again, if you've been following our podcast for the last uh, couple times here in the couple weeks, last month, um, we've talked a lot about toxins. We've talked a lot about our nutrition, nutritional changes, our 30 Mm -hmm. day challenge and our 30 day plans that we have in the office. We've talked about toxins. We've talked about now our mindset, getting our mind right and getting our vision right. Ultimately, what this does is it creates a great foundation, a good start um, to start producing health from the inside out. And when I think about a foundation, it reminds me of a story that I heard a number of years ago. And the story is basically, it was it took place in Rio de Janeiro down in Brazil. Nice. And there was these two palaces that were built. It's called Palace 1 and Palace 2. And they were used with the a most amazing structural type of things that people could put um, into these buildings, right? And so they had gold, they had all this marble, they had tons of stuff that they brought into these two kind of apartment complexes, uh, Palace 1 and Palace 2. Well, in 1998, Palace 2 collapsed, killing people, right? And they were like, how does this happen, right? I mean, they brought in the best architects, the best people, everything that they could do to make this thing the best it possibly could be, yet this building collapses. Well, what they did is they brought in a bunch of researchers, and what they found is that 
in the base membrane, in the foundation of the membrane, in the footings of the building, when they did their concrete, they used beach sand instead of aggregates. Okay. Oh, so no. beach sand, if anybody knows about concrete, well, if you use beach sand, what it does is it actually weakens the strength of the concrete. Now, what's the importance of this and how is this related to your health? What I'm saying that is if you're putting beach sand into your life, you're going to ultimately create destruction and your health is going to fail you as you go down the road. We can be doing the best things on the outside, trying to do the best foods, trying to do the best things, trying to do the best exercise, the best mindset. But if our foundational inside is not correct, if we're putting beach sand in the inside and we think that we're strong on the inside and we're actually not, your health and everything around you will start to collapse. And what I mean by this is that a lot of times people don't understand what health is. We have no idea what the definition of health is. We think that we're healthy. We think that we're going through the right things. But unfortunately, a lot of people are secretly putting beach sand mm. into the health and their health will collapse. Mm. The reason for this is because our culture and our medical system has taught us that, oh, as long as you're not hurting, as long as you're not running a fever, as long as you're not throwing up, right. that means you're probably healthy, right? <laughs> as long as you don't have a symptom, our entire medical establishment is based on what's your symptomatology and what can we do to treat that? But we have to focus on, if you actually look up the word health in the dictionary, it says nothing about how you feel. The definition of the word health in the dictionary is your body's ability to function and heal at 100%. It's not just the absence of disease. It is your body's ability to function and heal. Okay, Your body has an amazing ability to regenerate itself. Your cells are constantly replenishing themselves. Your immune system is constantly fighting off viruses and bacteria and even cancer cells forming in your body. Your body has an amazing innate ability to run and take care of itself. But that is controlled by one thing in the body, and that's your nervous system. Your brain, your spinal cord, and your nerves control every single aspect of function in your body. So in order for your heart to beat or your lungs to breathe or your digestive system to digest the good food you're putting into it, your brain has to be able to send messages from the brain down the spinal cord and out through the nerves to every single organ, every single muscle, every single cell in the body. This is the true definition of function and health in the body. When the body starts to dysfunction in those patterns and the brain cannot communicate through your nerves to your cells and your tissues, unfortunately, the body creates what's called dysfunction. And so when you have a dysfunctional thing going on inside of you, you may or may not feel it right away. It's not like you wake up one day and you have metabolic disorders like we've been talking about <clears throat> for the last two to three podcasts. Right. It's not that you just wake up and have these things. You don't wake up and just have a heart attack. That heart attack's been growing for 10, 15, even 20 years. You don't just wake up and have cancer someday. That thing has been probably growing for 10, 15, and 20 years. Most cancers are developed that way. Same thing with diabetes and everything, these type 2 diabetes that we're seeing, these chronic illnesses that we're seeing, even chronic pain in people that you're mm -hmm. starting to see in their shoulders, their joints, their up. Well, it's all due to this chronic degradation, this chronic dysfunction that's been happening inside the body. And so we have to look at, uh, again, when we have what we call subluxations in our lives. Subluxations can be chemical, mental, or physical. All of these are, are just basically they're disruptions and causing dysfunction within that communication that's trying to heal you and trying to keep you alive. Your body doesn't want to sabotage you. It <laughs> wants to keep you alive and keep you going on a daily basis. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing it? What are we doing to it that's causing or allowing that dysfunction to happen? What are we doing to it that's causing the disease patterns to happen inside of us? And so when we look at subluxation, yes, we look at the chemical and the mental subluxations in our office, but most, mostly we focus on the physical subluxations. This is where the two bones go out of alignment on top of one another, below one another, and they ultimately start to cause dysfunction within the spinal column at that segment, at that 
particular segment that can lead to not only sensory type problems where people are feeling pain, Mm -hmm. numbness, tingling, hot, cold, those types of sensory things. They can start to feel muscle stuff. Muscle, now when we think what we, when we injure a nerve or have problems with our nervous system, a lot of times people think about spasms. But the other thing can happen too, is you can get weakness. You can have drop foot. You can have numbness or tingling where you're dropping things in your hands. You're having problems within the muscular tissue. In an athlete, what they're going to see is they're going to see dysfunction from side to side. They might have weakness or more injury on one side of their body versus the other side because the body's not healing and the muscles aren't working right on that side of the body. And then ultimately, the last thing that you'll start to see and maybe start to feel later as the disease progresses is ultimately the organ dysfunction. So sensory dysfunction, motor dysfunction, or muscular dysfunction, and then ultimately the organ dysfunction will ultimately come sooner than later. So here's the major thing that separates what we do from the general medical establishment. When people come in with symptoms, whether it's, you know, headaches or acid reflux or allergies or numbness, tingling, sciatica, or even if it's sleep problems or depression or fatigue or dizziness, all of these symptoms that people come in with, the medical establishment looks at that as a symptom and say, how can we treat that symptom and make that symptom go away? Whether it be with medication or surgery or whatever it may be, they just want to cover up the symptom and make that patient feel better. Because unfortunately, that's where most people just find their motivation. They just want to feel a little bit better. They want to get rid of that pain. They want to get rid of the pain. They want to feel a little bit better and not be disrupted. Well, when people come into our office with these things, we don't look at that as something that just needs to be treated and covered up. We look at it as a warning sign that, hey, your body is not functioning Mm -hmm. the way that it should. A lot of these symptoms that people are having in our culture might be common, but it doesn't mean that it's normal. And so just because there's lots of people out there that are getting headaches or lots of people out there that are having allergies or ear infections or whatever it may be, it does not mean that it's normal. It means that there's a warning sign going off in your body that your body's not functioning well. It would be just like if you're driving down the road in your vehicle and that check engine light pops on. Okay, what are you going to do when that check engine light pops on? Most people will take it to their mechanic and diagnose the problem and get it fixed and then they can continue on and driving on their vehicle. But what if we were to take that check engine light, instead of getting it actually fixed, we just take duct tape and we put it right over that check engine I've light. I've known some people to do this and they <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind, right? Like no problem, problem. we'll just keep going, <laughs> don't even worry about it. Right. Well, we understand and people laugh at that and smile at that, but you're like, yeah, we understand that if we keep driving on that car, it's going to break down eventually. It With might not bigger ha- problems too than what it might have been. It might have just been your oil, and all of a sudden your transmission. One hundred percent, absolutely. And but if you keep driving on that car with the check engine light covered up, out of sight, out of mind, we know that it's eventually going to break down. Okay, that's logical, common sense. But yet we do that every single day to our bodies when we have a symptom that we just take a pill for or we only get adjusted when we really hurt or we just do something to try to make ourselves feel a little bit better and push through and ignore problems and thinking that they're going to go away. That is not going to happen. We need to make sure that we get to the root cause of where these symptoms are coming from, correct this dysfunction in the body and allow the body to heal itself. Yeah, one of the things that people we need, need to understand is that if you're starting to look to figure out where the dysfunctions are and you're starting to think about these things right now, if you're looking at where you're putting beach sand into your life right now and you need help with it and you need help to start removing the beach sand from your foundation, give us a call at 320-762-2055. Look us up on our website at achievemywellness.com or again, just continue to follow this podcast for a more amazing 
health ideas for not only you, your family, and your loved ones. Be sure to share this podcast so that we can just continue to reach more lives, reach more people, and ultimately change this world for the better. We appreciate you guys listening. And if you're a patient listening to this, you know kind of what we expect, right? You know that not just taking care of the symptomatology, but ultimately making sure that we're forming this great foundation so you can have the life and the vision that we talk about every single day in our life, not only for you, but ultimately your loved ones for years to come. Helping you to achieve your wellness. The Achieve My Wellness podcast with Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan. Thanks, guys. Thanks again, Chelsea.